welcome to this latest episode in the Herbert Smith Freehills FDI Friday podcast series, in which our foreign direct investment regulation experts are sharing their insights into FDI regimes around the globe. I'm Ruth Allen, a professional support lawyer in our competition regulation and trade practice in London, and I'm joined today by Jose Ramon Morenza of counsel in our corporate team in Madrid, and Miguel Angel Barroso, a senior associate who is also part of the corporate team in Madrid, and both of whom regularly advise clients on the application of FDI regulation in M&A transactions. Today, we're turning the spotlight on the Spanish FDI regime, which like many European FDI regimes has been significantly broadened in scope in recent years, against the backdrop of the framework established by the EU FDI regulation, as well as the impact of both the COVID-19 pandemic and the global trend towards increased protectionism globally. Miguel, could you start off by giving a brief description of how the Spanish FDI regime works, drawing out the key features that investors need to be aware of? Thanks, Ruth. It should first be mentioned that before the European regulation establishing a framework for screening foreign direct investments in the European Union was approved in 2019, FDI regulations in Spain only affected the defence sector. However, as part of the package of measures approved due to the COVID-19 health crisis, the Spanish government modified the provisions for screening foreign investment in Spain in March 2020. As a result of that reform, the previous framework was replaced by a system where certain investments made in Spain were subject to prior authorization. This system will be described later in this podcast. It should be pointed out that a new FDI regulation was approved in July of this year and which entered into effect in September. The new regulation consolidates and implements some criteria that had been applied by the FDI Spanish Authority. Therefore, from a practical perspective, the new regulation has afforded legal certainty to the FDI screener procedure, although some matters remain open to interpretation. Thanks, Miguel. In terms of the investments and the investors that fall within scope of the Spanish regime, focusing first on the question of which investors are covered, which investors will count as foreign investors whose investments are potentially subject to FDI screening procedures in Spain? Thanks, Lou. Uh, the foreign investors are considered to be foreign investors pursuant to the Spanish regulations. Firstly, non-residents in a member state of the European Union or European Free Trade Association. Secondly, uh, investors that are residents in a member state of the European Union or European Free Trade Association whose beneficial owners are residents of non-European Union or non-EFTA members. It should be noted that uh, beneficial ownership by non-residents is understood to exist when the, uh, they hold or control, whether directly or indirectly, more than 25% of investors' share capital or voting rights, or they hold or indirect or indirect control over the investors by any other means. In addition, um, are also deemed as foreign investors residents in a member state of the European Union or a European Free Trade Association where they invest in listed Spanish companies or in unlisted companies if the investment value exceeds 500 million 
and those companies conduct their business in a restricted sector. In any case, it should be noted that the Spanish regulation do not properly define what the term investment value means in these cases. In our experience, public authority, authorities uh, usually apply a conservative approach and define investment value as meaning enterprise value. However, in some cases, they have accepted the term as meaning equity value. As it currently stands, the control of European Union transactions is applicable until December of 2024, but could potentially be extended. From a practical perspective, the new regulation approved in 2023 has clarified that in general, fund managers as are considered to be foreign investors, provided that the shareholders or the beneficiaries do not exercise shareholder rights and do not have privileged access to the company's information. Thanks, Jose. And what about the sectors that are covered by the Spanish regime? Does it potentially apply irrespective of the sector in which the target is active, or are only certain sensitive sectors in scope? Now, there are only five sectors affected by the FDI screening procedure. These sectors are listed in in Article 7b of the Spanish FDI regulation and include, firstly, critical infrastructure and related assets. It should be noted that uh, the notion of critical infrastructure is not open to interpretation. There is an express reference to the uh, law 8-2011 of 28 April which establish measures to protect critical infrastructure. The scope of that category of infrastructure is therefore limited to the critical uh, infrastructure expressly established in the National Catalogue of Strategic Infrastructure, which is also known as Catalogo Nacional de Infraestructuras Estratégicas. The second sector is the media. The third sector is personal data and sectors with access to sensitive information. Fourth sector is critical technology, for example, telecommunications, uh, AI, robotics, and dual-use items. And finally, the fifth sector is the supply of critical inputs, such as energy, strategic connectivity services, or inputs related to raw materials and food security. Thanks. And where you have a foreign investor and you have a target active in one of those specified sectors, Which transactions will then be subject to FDI screening? Are there any particular shareholding thresholds to be aware of or perhaps other triggers? According to Spanish FDI regulations, the following types of transactions are subject to screening. Where a foreign investor acquires a shareholder interest of 10% of more in a Spanish company and or a Spanish asset. Or when as a result of a transaction of any kind, the foreign investor acquires effective control of the Spanish company and or asset, whether or not the referred 10% shareholding threshold is reached. In addition, the following factors must also be present in either of the above two cases. On one hand, the investment must be made in a restricted sector. These are the ones already explained by Jose Ramon. Or, on the other hand, the foreign investor is considered to be a restricted investor, meaning that it is directly or indirectly controlled by the government of a third country. 
the foreign investor has made investment or has taken part in sectors that affect public safety, public policy or public health in another member state. The Spanish FDI authority understands that this is met if the foreign investor has received a conditional FDI authorization or if a FDI authorization has been denied. Or the final factor that will need to be assessed to check if it is a restricted investor is if there is a risk that the investor conducts illegal activities that affect public safety, public policy or public health. The Spanish FDI authority will understand this is indeed the case if the foreign investor has been the subject of international sanctions. Therefore, it is important to note that all transactions performed by restricted foreign investors are subject to FDI screening, irrespective of the materiality of the transaction and the sector involved. Finally, from a practical perspective and from our experience, the Spanish FDI authority does not always apply the FDI law literally and takes into account, among other matters, if the investment entails an actual risk to public health, safety or public order, and as a consequence has determined that certain investments did not require authorization despite having been executed by restricted foreign investors according to the letter of the law. Thanks, Miguel. And are there any exceptions to that general regime which investors should be aware of? Certainly, Ruth. Indeed, this is one of the new elements introduced in September of this year by the new Spanish FDI regulation, establishing certain cases where foreign investments are exempt from obtaining prior authorization. The main exemptions are as follows. Foreign investments in undertakings with a turnover that does not exceed 5 million in the last closed financial year. However, this exemption will not apply in certain cases identified in the regulation, such as if the investment is made in the critical infrastructure or in the energy sector. A case-by-case -case analysis is required anyway. Temporary investments are also exempt. Temporary investments are short-term investments measured in hours or days where the investor does not count to have the ability to influence the management of the acquired company as the investor is a placement agent or an underwriter in the context of a rights issue and a public or subscription offering of of shares. In this scenario, the shareholders, if any, would require authorizations. Investments, whatever the amount, are also exempted if they uh, try to acquire real estate assets that are not attached to critical infrastructure or that are not indispensable or irreplaceable for the provision of essential services. There are also some exemptions in the energy sector. Um, if the investment entails the, the acquisition of a supplier with less than 20,000 customers, or if the investment entails the, the acquisition of electricity production assets with the share between the installed capacity owned by the investor, including the one that is going to be acquired, and the total installed power of Spain's national electricity generation capacity, 
calculated by generation technology is lower than 5%. From a practical perspective, this last exemption means that the comparison must be made between the megawatts owned by the client per technology and the megawatts of the technology included within the National Energy and Climate Plan. However, the regulation includes a number of qualifications to these energy supply exceptions for which authorizations must be requested, such as when the purchaser becomes a dominant operator in the sector as a result of the transaction. Therefore, a case-by-case -case analysis is required to assess if this exception could apply. And where none of those exemptions do apply and the transaction does fall within scope of the regime, what procedure is then followed in terms of notification of the transaction and the subsequent review process? Well, there are two types of procedures. The first is a consultation phase. The prior consultation phase is discretionary. In other words, the investor may choose to initiate this phase or not. And the aim of the consultation is to confirm with the authority whether or not a specific transaction is subject to authorization. According to the literal wording of the regulation, an answer must be provided to the consultation within 30 working days. However, in our experience, the consultation phase usually takes from two weeks to two months. The two-month scenario will only apply in the case of certain complex transactions. It is also important to know that unless a response to the consultation has been obtained earlier, the investor will be unable to submit an application for authorization for the investment until that term has elapsed. Finally, from a practical perspective, the Spanish FDA Authority usually requests all information within the consultation phase that will be needed to submit the authorization, if finally needed. The other procedure is the authorization route. If an authorization request is submitted, a resolution on the application will be made by the Council of Ministers, except when the value of the investment does not exist, exceed 5 million euros, in which cases authorization will be granted by another public body, which is the Director General of International Trade and Investments. A resolution of the authorization request will be given within three months. However, in our experience, this phase usually takes from two months to six months, as a six month was the term included within the FDI regulation in effect until September of this year. Nevertheless, the public authorities are making a huge effort to reduce timings and to comply with the time periods included in the re new regulation, which means providing a resolution within three months of the date of the request. Finally, it should be noted that if no resolution is issued within the referred three-month period, it will be understood that the authorization has been denied. Furthermore, there is nothing to prevent a decision being given in a sorted type period or for a decision granting the authorization being issued after the three-month three -month term has elapsed. In addition, as for the procedure, I will highlight one specific practical point. An FDI questionnaire approved by the relevant authority needs to be prepared to request an authorization or to submit a consultation. In the questionnaire, the investor needs to provide information on itself, 
the transaction and the target company that it plans to acquire. Thanks. And if an investor does not comply with its obligations under the regime, what sort of sanctions can be imposed? If approval is not obtained before completing the transaction, the investment will not be valid for administrative purposes and could be considered void. This means that transactions carried out without the required prior authorization will not be valid or legally effective until they are properly legalized. If so, the foreign investor will not be able to exercise its shareholder rights in the Spanish company that has been the object of the investment until the necessary authorization is obtained. In addition, penalties could be imposed that could amount to the total monetary value of the transaction. Thanks. And moving on to the end of the review process, once the investigation has been completed, is it common for authorization requests to be refused or for transactions to be only permitted to proceed subject to conditions? And what sort of remedies are you seeing being imposed to address national security concerns under the Spanish regime? First of all, it should be noted that there is no public information regarding the FDI authorizations that have been granted in Spain. As we only have certain annual general figures, published by the FDI authority. However, we can confirm that all the transactions we have been involved in have been authorized and that remedies have only been imposed in transactions affecting the defense and military sector, except for one deal in the energy sector. In addition, in our experience, the remedies imposed are usually related to the foreign investors such as obligations to report certain corporate transactions and related to the target company acquired, such as the authority's right to inspect the facility of the company. Thanks. And finally, you've both highlighted quite a few practical points drawing on your experiences already. But could I ask you to share any other top tips for investors who are seeking to navigate the Spanish FDI regime as smoothly as possible? Yes, of course, Ruth. We will highlight two practical points. Firstly, that in order to expedite the transaction, if there is an agreement between the parties, it is possible to, to send the authorization request or even the consultation before signing the transaction. In this case, the investment must, meet, must be made within the term established in the authorization decision or otherwise within six months. If the investment has not been made within that time frame, the authorization will lapse and be rendered void. However, the investor may, before the end of that term, request an extension of six additional months. In addition, we will also add that the answers and approvals provided by the Spanish FDI authorities are given on the basis of the information provided to them. Therefore, it is mandatory to include all the relevant information within the FDI filing. It should be noted in this regard that there could be a need for a new authorization if the terms of the investment change. This means that any change to the terms of the authorized investment must be notified to the relevant public authority for its review and approval if necessary. Thanks, Miguel, and thanks, Jose, for what's been a really interesting discussion today. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for, but thanks to our listeners for joining us, 
And please do let us know if you have any feedback on this episode or indeed any suggestions for areas to cover in future episodes of FDI Friday. This week, I've also been talking to Francesca Mora from our Milan office about the Italian FDI regime. And that episode is now also live on our website alongside this one.